Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. As always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'm talking about the Yowie. The Yowie is Australia's version of Bigfoot. This is almost like a part one episode to episodes that are going to come further along. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this exact episode in this kind of format. But through talking to people about this episode and what I had planned, it sounds like some people don't know what a Yowie is, don't have any background, especially if you're not from Australia, you might not have much information at all, or even know anything about the concept of a Yowie. So I thought, why not just start at the start, have a bit of an intro to what the creature is claimed to be, and then in further episodes, I'm planning to talk with either people who have had experiences, have witnessed, have come in contact with this creature, claim to have had contact or people who are researchers or hunters, you could say, people who go out and spend some time researching and seeing if they can actually find any evidence out in the Australian bush. The topic of Yowies is definitely not something new to me at all. My mother's side of the family grew up in New South Wales in the Blue Mountains. And if you're listening to this and know anything maybe about Yowies, you might know that the Blue Mountains is the hottest spot in Australia for Yowie sightings. When my mother and all her brothers were growing up, they were definitely told, living where they were living, about Yowies. Take, for example, the Spanish word El Chupacabra, things like that where these different cultures have these beasts almost, these creatures that are passed through generations to be a great campfire kind of story, to maybe keep kids off the street after a certain time. Things like that don't go too far into the bush at night. Yowie's going to get you. So there's definitely that passed through down through generations of parents, grandparents telling younger people growing up that these creatures exist. And I remember when I was quite young going on a bit of a bushwalk and my mum telling me that there was Yowie's in the bush and being pretty young, I definitely believed her and I kind of was thinking like, what are we even doing here then if there's Yowie's out here? It doesn't sound... um, doesn't sound like a good time at all, but then I guess kind of looked back on that and probably thought, Yowies don't exist, right? But, you know, I then I kind of got older again and then really delve into this whole paranormal 
life that I have now. And I think people would kind of ask, oh, what do you think about Bigfoot? And I'd kind of say, well, I'm pretty firm on my belief in aliens, so why wouldn't there be Bigfoot? I can't deny something I have never seen, uh, but other people claim to have seen it. And it's not really that far-fetched either, the idea of a tall, hairy, ape-like man walking through forests or bushland. It's it's not the weirdest thing I've definitely ever come across. So I definitely just tell people, yeah, I have to have an open mind. But in the last couple of years, I've gotten pretty into the Yowie and, of course, overseas, things like Finding Bigfoot and all these types of shows now. It's much more accessible for a lot of people. But I still think here in Australia, uh, there's probably a fair few people, fair few of the population know the idea of Yowies. But I think the younger generation of now probably don't have that sort of passed down, especially if you've probably lived in a metropolitan type area without, you know, a lot of bushland. But another thing too here in Australia, obviously we had the Yowie chocolates for quite some years uh, and then they stopped making them. But they're actually back again now. So this chocolate that looked to look like a yaoi, so a bipedal type creature straight out of cryptozoology, you know. Uh, but obviously looks quite friendly. They had very colourful packaging for kids, but you'd have um, little toys inside that you'd build. And so that was something else too. That was a bit of a knowledge of this thing of a yaoi, you know, and I thought that was kind of cool looking back now going, oh, like there was definitely this idea about the whole concept and you know, I think recently I've gotten pretty into cryptozoology. It's something that's really interesting. And I recently listened to an interview with a cryptozoologist who also works at a zoo. And it's interesting because since having the interest in cryptozoology and actually going into uh, just regular zoology, you actually learn a lot more about animal behavior. And he kind of can take away from that and go, well, what I'm looking at doesn't necessarily show behavior like other animals per se. So I definitely think that's a cool way of looking at it. Well, one question, what's the difference between a Yowie, a Bigfoot, a Yeti, anything like this? And probably it's just maybe how it's adapted for the climate. Your regular Pacific Northwest type Bigfoot living in the forest of Northern America. The climate there is bit different to some of the climates here, obviously. But at the same time, as I mentioned, the Blue Mountains, it can get quite warm. But at the same time, the temperature down there, it snows, it's really freezing uh, during winter season. So it's not unbelievable for this big hairy creature to be roaming out there. About 1,400 kilometres from where I live, quite up to near the top of Australia, it's really tropical, you know, islands, beaches, just rainforest. And yet we still have Yowie sightings and reports all the way up there. So, and of course, as we know, apes aren't any stranger to rainforests. Take gorillas, chimpanzees, orangutans, for example. These animals with quite a lot of hair still thrive in quite warm and wet conditions. Whatever this creature is, it's adaptable to whatever climate it happens to live in. Food source would be pretty similar. Definitely down south where I live, people see a lot of deer. Perfect for a creature of this size to feed on anything, any sort of mammal like that that's big enough to feed itself or even maybe a pack of these animals. What I think is great about the concept of yaoi's is, like in America as well, the concept goes back to Native Americans, just like here. Indigenous Australians all around the country have had exact same claims. And 
What's interesting too is, depending on where the tribes lived throughout the country, they had different languages. But when they translate what they called a Yowie, it all meant the exact same thing. Hairy tall man. It all meant exactly the same thing all around the country. So whatever these creatures are, they were being seen hundreds of years ago. And I think that's great too. It's like the whole ancient alien concept too, where you have these carvings or these statues or these stories. It's not new concept whatsoever. And of course, Indigenous Australians being the oldest considered civilization and them believing that they come from the sky. They came here from another universe or planet and they were brought here to kind of start this, this world. There's a ton of really interesting concepts when you actually go back and look through the Indigenous Dreamtime. I think it's a really great outlook of how they saw the world and how they made sense of where they came from or how animals became to be. But the fact that they were seeing this exact same creature and there's even parts of Australia that Indigenous people will not go to because they believe they will be killed by this creature. I think a lot of different cultures and countries have pretty much the exact same creature or the exact same idea of a creature. And they all seem to be pretty similar. Some might be different in their description. I've heard of different heights, colour, of course, different vocalisations. I definitely think there's some sort of connection between all these different reports all around the world. This is probably a good time too to mention a previous episode if you haven't checked it out. There's a previous episode I released called Looking for Bigfoot with Sky Evans and Sky is a part of the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization over in America and throughout that episode we talk a lot about the characteristics of the Pacific Northwestern Bigfoot So if you are interested in the concept of Sasquatches, please feel free to check out that episode. We go into a lot of detail and Sky tells us a lot about his sightings and reports and I definitely think it's a really great interview to check out if you're interested in Bigfoot Sasquatch type creatures. I was quite surprised when I really started to look into reports of Yowies and especially in Queensland, the state that I live in. I was pretty aware of two places south of where I live, so Springbrook, which is about an hour or so from where I live, and then the Blue Mountains, which I mentioned earlier, in New South Wales, as well as some other spots kind of throughout the country. But I was pretty shocked when I was reading reports of places literally 15 minutes from where I live, if not even places that I did once live. And it makes sense. Really, all a Yowie needs to live would be some sort of water source, enough food, and bushland. And a lot of places around where I live do have exactly that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I live on the south side of our main city. I live pretty much on the on the edge of suburbia, backing onto the countryside. So there is a ton of acreage, a lot of bush and rainforest not far from where I live at all. So that wasn't quite surprising, but I just wanted to summarize a couple of reports that were cl- quite close to me. One I've got here is from Mount Tambourine. So I actually lived out at Tambourine for quite some years and Tambourine's kind of at the base of Mount Tambourine. And this sighting was from someone who was out jogging at about 9pm and they would jog this road, I'm assuming, pretty regularly. Uh, There's not a lot of cars that would travel down on this road, so it's usually pretty quiet. And the jogger was hearing some commotion off into the bush. I should mention too, there's bush on either side of the road. They get a glimpse of this big, tall, dark figure that was estimated to be about six or seven feet tall. It was dark, so this witness didn't get a great look at what the creature was, but they could tell that it was walking on two legs and they became quite frightened because of the sound it was making and just how tall the figure was, so they began running quite fast. And the creature was able to keep up with them, going at its own pace through the bush, pushing trees out of the way and branches, making quite a noise. And obviously this freaked out the person who had reported this. does not surprise me whatsoever that people are seeing yaoi's out at Mount Tambourine. It is the best spot for yaoi's with the mountains as well as there's a lot of waterfalls up that way. So there's a lot of creeks. A lot of different native animals too that uh, a creature could feed on. This one kind of surprised me because this is another location I lived at and this is Ormo Hills. And if anyone knows of this suburb, you would look at it now and go, how was there ever a seven foot tall creature roaming through here? The thing was, once upon a time, it wasn't so developed, but now it's quite a heavy developed area with a lot of housing. So before that, there was not a lot of There's not a lot of houses. There's a lot of acreage on some parts of it, but other parts are quite actually heavily built up now with a lot of housing development. But this sighting came from a woman walking her dog 
you know, part of Ormo that was still being developed. So this one only came from last year, actually, 2016. This woman was walking her dog and the dog started acting a bit out of character, growling quite some metres ahead of her so she couldn't see what the dog was growling at. She could then hear footsteps that she believes would have been, if they were human, it would have been someone who was over 150 kilograms. And she smelt a putrid smell. It was a really dirty chemical type smell. And that is a trait of Sasquatches. Uh, often people will smell them before seeing them. And then the footsteps started running away from her and the dog decided to chase it. She saw the creature then through the trees. Not a great view of the creature, but she still said it had a build of about seven feet and she didn't want to stay there for much longer to see if she could get a better look. Understandable. I don't think many people want to be seeing a yowie unless they're actually out there for the purpose of finding one because a lot of these cases seem to have the outcome of being chased and that's definitely I think these people are fortunate that they do outrun the yowie because we're not exactly sure what does happen if you're not fast enough to outrun it. This other report comes from the Daisy Hill Forest and this is about 15 minutes the opposite direction from Ormo Hills. And this area is quite heavily developed as well now, but it has been for quite some time. But there is quite a lot of forest bushland around and some of that has actually been made into a koala conservation sanctuary. So there's quite a bit of parkland and the sanctuary for these animals. And this sighting actually comes from an investigator who was looking into the decline of the koala population. And they had an idea that it could have been a yaoi. And when they got to the site, they noticed that there was a lot of trees broken. That's a bit of a clue when you, uh, when you might be dealing with a Sasquatch, is there's a lot of trees broken. And a lot of them were broken at the six-foot kind of mark. So a very strong, tall person would have to be snapping a bunch of trees in one sort of location. There's also a lot of large droppings left around as well, not from any of the native animals. There also appears to be some stick-type structures. I'm not 100% sure what these look like, but if, from my knowledge, if it could be dealing with a Yowie or a Sasquatch. It would be a type of stick structure that they seem to construct in order to communicate with each other. If you jump onto Paranormal Thoughts podcast blog and click on the blog post for this episode, I'll post some pictures there of what I'm exactly talking about, these structures. They're almost like huts or these sort of home-like constructions. They kind of seem to be like a shelter. Uh, sometimes not, but they're definitely these strange constructions made out of sticks, often found in maybe someone's backyard who backs onto the bush or out off the track, no people around. I've also heard of stones being stacked up in weird type of patterns and things like that. And they think that this could be a way for the creatures to kind of come across and know that another Sasquatch Yowie has been in that location or something of that extent. But from this report, I'm thinking that's kind of what this person who had the encounter was kind of describing. But they walked off into the forest a little bit and 
by the sounds of it, they actually heard some vocalization coming from the forest. And before long, they kind of heard some footsteps, but couldn't exactly see through the heavy forest what exactly was going on. He ended up making out this sort of below-the-knee type leg. And you could definitely tell that it wasn't human in construct. It didn't take him long to figure out that the creature was actually starting to follow him. So he thought it could have been a kangaroo. So he decided if it was a kangaroo, it's not going to do a 180 and follow him back the way he came. And that's exactly what the creature did. And then he started to figure that it isn't any regular animal. So he actually started to whistle a little bit to try to annoy the animal to see if he could get a reaction. And he did. The Yowie actually started running at him. And at this time, still couldn't see the creature because of the heavy forest, but you could definitely hear the footsteps coming his way and the trees being pushed out of the way as the creature was running. And the creature seemed to follow the entire way until he kind of made it into an opening in the forest. It seems to be hard to find reports of people actually witnessing the creature face-to-face or in quite a close proximity. It's often a lot of vocalisation or footstep tree-type sounds. But there was one in far north Queensland that I've actually been told about numerous times in person as well. But I'll ha- I have the report here of that particular case. And this one's probably one of the more scarier encounters. This was a report from a emergency service worker. I've actually heard this report from a local in the area. I've actually been to this exact location before as well. It's Barron Falls in Cairns, far north Queensland. They were called into Barron Falls on a walking track because there was a woman who was in hysterics and refused to leave the path. And when they got to her, she was an absolute mess. She was clearly shaking. She was as pale as a ghost. It appeared that she had some sort of panic attack. And she refused to speak until they actually escorted her out of the path and out of the bush. And when they did that, she started to describe what had happened. And it turns out she saw a very tall, hairy creature. And she couldn't even make out the face. She explained it as being as dark as a very dark leather type material. And this emergency service worker believes that what she might have encountered was a Sasquatch. I'm definitely someone who really wants to go out and look. I have had a little bit of an opportunity, but I'd like to maybe go out with a bit of a team and actually try to conduct more scientific type research approach rather than just, you know, hanging out in the bush or anything like that and see if anything's going to come across your path. I'm very excited to go further with this Yowie topic, but I think it's great to just lay down the fundamentals of it's like any tall, hairy, man-like creature that's kind of been reported all around the world. It's definitely still a thing, and it has been going on for as long as man has been on this planet as well. So not that I have ever seen anything, but honestly there is that much evidence right here of people's reports it'd be hard to, I think, to straight up deny it. So if you're interested in this topic, do some researching. I'm constantly looking more into it. Video evidence is pretty hard. There's some good videos, I think, out there where Thinkathunker is a great channel to go check out on YouTube. He deconstructs the movement of these creatures and kind of proves that it can't be someone in a suit just because of the, the muscle and the, uh, the way the limbs are actually connected. It's just not doable. 
So in future episodes where I'm talking about Yowies, I plan to get some people on to also have a chat and to see what else we can learn and see where else we can go. It'd be great to go out, do some podcasting out in the out in the bush. It'd be terrifying, I'm sure. Uh, it doesn't sound like something you want to be chased by. That's that's a definite. But let me know what you guys think, especially anyone over in America who has an interest in Bigfoot. It's going on over here as well. And I just can't believe how close it's still happening to where I live right now. It's it's such a head scratcher, you know, just to think that you could be out in the bush and you're definitely not alone by any means, you know. Some scary stuff, but it's fascinating, definitely extremely fascinating. So thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned if you are enjoying this whole Yowie concept. There'll be more coming in the near future. Got more episodes coming, releasing new episodes every fortnight. Subscribe, like, follow, depending on the platform you listen on. Check out the blog. There's always additional links and information there you can check out. And as always, guys, thanks for joining me. I'll catch you later. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.